Please enjoy your prescribed fiction experience. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this time we've got the next chapter, finally, of our Kids on Brooms adventure. But as usual, business first. We played Ghost Castle recently, and we tried it on hard mode, didn't well, we? I mean, yeah, it's not much difference, really. No, I don't know if you remember, but each time you would land on a yellow space, you have to miss a turn, so it just makes the game last a little bit longer. It didn't really, though, did it? I think it was a lot closer. Yeah. You you absolutely stomped me the first time we played, yeah. but it was a much closer one. But was that That's because fine. of hard mode or was that because of just I think dice it roll? should always be in hard mode if you play, unless you're like six years old. Unless it's like baby's first ghost, ghost castle. castle. <laughs> All right, well, from now on, we'll always play on hard mode. Okay, there fine. you go. Um, the only other bit of business is that I was on the latest board game community show with Riley, co-hosting on that one. So give it a listen. Just search up the board game community show wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it, isn't it? So without further ado, I give you Kids on Brooms Chapter 2, Barry Cooper. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Previously on Kids on Brooms. Welcome to Hollyfirth, a once prestigious magical school disguised as an unfinished bus station in the city of the future, Milton Keynes. Headmaster Roderick Pendergast steps up to the podium to address his students. Welcome back, students of Hollyfirth. It's reassuring to see so many of our seats filled, especially when other schools are not so fortunate. First, we've made the decision to hire out our facilities when not in use. Don't worry though, your normal schedules won't be interrupted, but you may see some strangers around campus from time to time. Second, I'm pleased to announce that Barry Cooper, one of our most esteemed alumni, will be visiting tomorrow. Suddenly, there is a whooshing sound overhead. Loads of figures on brooms streak towards the Serpent Ball Stadium. You see the students from the rival school Ugh. from the north. Um, they start to head inside the Serpent Ball Arena. I predict that one of them is going to um, take a tumble from their brooms room as they're leaving. You notice a sort of mysterious figure in the gardens that seems to be shuffling around erratically. Well, you head towards the gardens, which has lots of delightful paths and ponds and bits, but unfortunately the plants are all barren and withered. You get closer to the figure and you see that it is a very old man. And as you approach, you hear him muttering the names of all the various plants as he roots around he seems to be searching for something. Hi there, sir. Are you okay? Can I help you? Miranda! Oh, my Miranda! Miranda Heggington? My, my Miranda! She's gone! She's gone! Aye, that's Donald Heggington, one of the most well-renowned landscape artists of his generation. Presumably you know all about Miranda. She disappeared and no one knows what happened to her. Aye, exactly. That's why all the bushes are so desolate. They say that none of them ever grew again once Miranda Heggington disappeared. Now is the time for them to start practicing with the actual serpents. Heggers is not quite right. It just seems really angry. There's a lot of growling going on. Heggers seems to be really sort of like straining and growling and stressing out. There's, yeah, something not right with Heggers. I want to try a, a spell. So I want to see if I can alter the the school emblem that's on their um, Aberforth pipes. Just change it. So instead of like a, a cool you know, silhouette stag on a hill it's instead, oh, what could it be? Giant cock? Yeah, that, I think, yeah. <laughs> the spell fails in a dangerous burst of magic. <laughs> Tell you what, there's a big loud bang and the nearest robe catches fire. Um, the, the magical Hollyfirth fire system sort of kicks in. Water starts pouring down into the into the changing rooms. Just yeah, This is going to attract uh... some attention. And there's a commotion over at the arena. You hear lots of shouting, roaring, yelling etc. You run to the windows but a crowd is already forming. The staff have rushed out uh, into the ground and have um, projected a barrier but just before they do you catch a glimpse of a shrouded body being wheeled out of the arena. As you watch, the stretcher is taken across the grounds to the medical centre. The staff barrier dissipates <laughs> and the teachers begin ushering people back to their dorms. You guys are all in the upperclassmen dorms, so like, what's the reaction to what you've just witnessed? Oh my God, what, uh, what possibly could have happened? <laughs> yeah, lots of clamouring, lots of faces pressed against windows. We can see sort of looking across even more commotion and excitement coming from the lower class from dorms, like someone's climbing out the window to get a better look. Once the initial buzz 
dies down, Paula Troy comes in and calls all the upperclassmen down to the common room. All right, lads, here's the sitch. <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is that funny, Rohanberg? Something serious has happened. What's the matter? Oi! Laughing at your voice. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm struggling with the hormones. After I finish this very important um, announcement, you're going to do me 10 laps, all right? Yes, coach. Good. Here's the sitch. One of those Aberforth teams got hurt and got taken to the medical centre. The rest of them will be staying in the main hall tonight. That's all I can say right now. However, if anybody knows anything about a bit of a fire in the changing rooms, I suggest they come and talk to me in the staff room ASAP. As you were, lads. All right? She sweeps the room with a steely gaze and then heads out. What do you each do? Jessie, we'll start with you, you rude, insolent whelp. I'm obviously horrendously embarrassed at my behaviour in front of coach. That was unacceptable. And I will be doing my 10 laps, but not tonight. Tonight, I think, is time to reconnect with my old buddy Xavier and see what we can do to the Aberforth team. Sure, let's do it. As in, what do you mean, what you can do to them? What, pick on them in their time of emotional... sabotage. Fair enough. Grace, what are you going to do? Well, I guess I want to find out what happened because I want to know if they fell off their broom, ergo my prediction came true, or whether it was something else, in which case they don't need to feel guilty about not warning them. Okay. Go on then, Jesse and Xavier. What like, what? What are you going to do? What's, you're going to play a trick on the Aberforth team or something? Talk me through it. Talk me through your uh, thoughts. Well, what could we do? We'll have to sneak in under cover of darkness, perhaps. We could either remove or transform their shoes something like that something like minor level annoyance and mischief nothing slugs <laughs> fill the hall with slugs that could work we're gonna have to eat there though oh yeah that's fine magical cleaning i don't know we, uh, we're gonna go and we're gonna go down to the main hall as you walk towards the hall, uh, you catch a glimpse through the windows. The chairs and tables have been pushed against the walls and a number of camp beds have been set up. Aberforth kids are in there. Uh, some of them are sitting up. Some are already in bed. You make way to the door, but you find your way blocked by an imposing looking man. The Aberforth logo on his robes. I'm afraid not, guys. My team have had a rough night. There'll be no fraternising this evening, right? You wee shite. Oh, come on. Just like five minutes. Do you want to make sure they're okay? No, for all I know, <laughs> this is your fault, you bastards. All right, fine, have it your way. Whatever. See you later. Aye, I will. No scram, you wee gobshite. What are you going to do? He's he's blocking the way. He is not going to let you in the main hall. Well, we must be able to do some sort of like little just do distraction, decoy mm. spell. Indeed. If we, we just, we'll just nip around the corner, you know, we'll hide behind a statue, yeah. some sort of, you know, big coat, um, yeah. coat of arms or something. Yeah, I'm going to look around the corner and come up with the diversion. Maybe not a fire, that's probably a bit too big. That'll draw too much attention. Done fire. No, like something abnormal enough to pique his interest, something that looks abnormal, like make something that's not normally glittering, like glitter or Make it just like a loud noise or something, I don't know. I mean, That'll probably be a lot easier. We've done that one. Yeah, we did it in first year. You're okay. <laughs> what sort of noise are you aiming to make, as this will help me determine whether it is a natural or unnatural occurrence? A bang. A bang. Okay. A very loud bang off slightly in the distance, so probably about five metres away. This is an easy first year spell, right? So it's only it's got a difficulty yeah. of four, and it's going to okay. be... Let's go for grit. Six plus one, seven. You cast the spell, but not impressively. It works, but it's clear that you had to put serious effort into making it succeed. The spell functions as expected. So feel free to make your bang. What in the bleeding hell was that? You hear the man grumble and uh, he stomps away from the door and goes around, thankfully, the other way, trying to work out the uh, the source of the noise, leaving the front door to the main hall unguarded. Let's go, let's go, let's, let's go. Let's go, in we run. You run inside. You see, obviously, as you spotted through the window, all the camp beds, lots of, like some Aberforth kids, the ones that are still awake, sort of look up, but, uh, you know, 
just sort of casually meh you know after all they are on your turf they mm. can't get um, annoyed about some Hollyfirth students being in the main hall yeah so they're all just sort of going about their business okay let's go up to the the nearest one that's awake and uh, just say hi see what see what the sitch is you have approached a uh, boy with scruffy blonde hair he's a uh, sort of a stocky polo bro uh, he looks to be about 16 and his his robes his serpent ball robes have zimmer written on the back hey what are you doing in here you wee shite <laughs> all the scottish all the aberforth kids all the scottish people sound the same so just be prepared for that that's uh, all right chill out mate just you know come to say hi see what see what's going on what happened to uh what happened to your buddy that buddy is my younger brother you bastard you oh man sorry to hear it he'll be all right though uh our uh wait mate yeah matron is uh is great she fixed all sorts of maladies what are you doing here anyway you stupid hollyfirth scum all right all right <laughs> back off just you know come to chat say hi all i'm it's saying is we come to use your stupid pool and then my brother ends up in the medical center you bastards you wee shites how come your pool's out of action anyway ah one of them Loch Ness monster things bit the roof off it's not very good is it difficult this is why you shouldn't mess with Loch Ness monsters no that's what makes the Aberforth Serpent Ball team the best in the tournament though you bastard Mm. I'm sorry to hear about your brother what happened why should I tell you you probably did this anyway how we were in class I mean you as in Hollyfirth generally not you personally stupid wench wow you're awfully polite aren't you this guy's a waste of time let's uh Mm. what did you just call me don't worry about it mate see you later you just called me a waste of time you (laughs) gobshite Suddenly, he jumps up off his camp bed and he gets his wand out. He's he's obviously spoiling for a fight and his puffin familiar starts squawking menacingly from his shoulder. Um, you're gonna you're uh, you're gonna have to try and talk him down, or you're gonna have to beat him in a fight. You notice some of the other Aberforth kids are like sensing trouble, uh, and you can hear all sorts of like, "Oh no, what's going on here?" and sort of thing. You know, like just general Scottish mumbling around <laughs> in the background. But we didn't come here for trouble. We just came to be friendly you're on our turf something bad happened we wanted to see if we could help there's no need to get all prickly about it just call me a prick no you deaf bastard <laughs> prickly like a thistle aye we got lots of them round in Scotland you know mm. I'm sure you have come on just chill out we'll leave you alone um who is the most charming can you test your charm to see if you calm down this dude ooh that's a no it's a three unfortunately this youth cannot be pursued he swings his wand and a crackle of green sort of energy shoots at you, Xavier. Sure. Um, okay. I'm, oh, that's, must know some sort of magical shield spell. I will very quickly try and cast a, oh, I don't know, like a deflection shield, you think? Maybe just like create a wall of ice or something. Why not? That sounds fun. Okay. That's going to be... Probably quite hard. <laughs> Have you, what's your experience with such a spell? Not necessarily great let's say i've cast one before but definitely not mastered such a thing okay um well it's gonna be i guess fight strength nine. Oh dear okay well i got three plus one Ooh, <laughs> the spell fails in a benign burst of magic. Some ice crystals sort of start to form, but it turns into more of like a beautiful snowflake display rather than a shield of ice. Uh, and the, the kid's green lightning sort of smacks you straight in the chest. Ugh. By now, uh, obviously, kids are starting to get a bit agitated. You see a few run out into the hallway, no doubt to fetch some sort of responsible adult. Next, this kid turns his wand to you, Jesse. Okay. Yeah, that's um, right. I'm not above fighting a girl. Fine. I'm gonna batter you. Like a Mars bar, you fat bastard. <laughs> have none of that. <laughs> so I'm going to... I'll have you... Pemps <laughs> to knock I, this, this is muscle. What's going on with my accent? This is muscle. You wee, <laughs> you wee shite. So I'm gonna try and tip a nearby camp bed onto him. So a basic movement spell. Okay. Again, one that we've done a few times. That's more of a middle classman one, so I've probably done it like three or four times or okay. something that sized anyway. Okay, so we've got to take an object and, and sort of you know, make it rise into the air. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, well, levitate, like a, so. More like a flip, um, or like a, a punt across rather than necessarily like lifting. Like okay, yeah, like okay. a okay. swish it across to smack Lots him. It's going to be brawn seven. Okay, and I'm fighting, so I get... Can I use my... Um, I'm trained in fight. Can I use that as a plus one? Go for it. Awesome. 
14. Ooh, the spell functions perfectly. Describe what, what goes on. Okay, so the nearest camp bed from behind him jerks forward at speed, knocks his legs out from under him, and he drops back onto the camp bed. So he's, his pride is bruised, but I've managed to not actually injure him. Ooh. So he's landed on his bum, he's dropped his wand, and it's sort of skittered across, and his puffin splitted into the air going, in startlement. All right, Angus, calm down, calm down, he said, and the puffin sort of just lands by the side of him. He starts to blush. He's a little bit embarrassed. Look, I'm sorry, all right? I'm just upset that my brother's in the infirmary, you bastard, you wee shite. Um, yeah, I feel like we need to make a fairly swift exit. Yeah, I get and it, and yeah, sorry about what happened to your brother. I know it wasn't really your fault. It's one of your serpents. It just went crazy and mauled him. <gasps> Which one? The big one, I don't know. Sorry. Oh, weird. That's so like them I'm so sorry it seemed like it was going for him specifically it was a right wee shite that's weird you're always so good we'd better go alright look if you find <laughs> if you find anything useful out come find me my name's Donny Donny Zimmer you bastard shall do Donny I'm Jesse. this is Xavier alright yeah, we'll let you know the best... take care now then bye best keep this meeting quiet yeah when the uh, when the teachers start running and just I don't know make some something up about I don't know ah uh, it's alright I'll tell them I've been practicing my holy nation spell <laughs> nice I think it was all a dream that's what I heard right let's go see ya right bye as you're leaving you uh you cross paths the the Aberforth teacher has obviously finished investigating that strange noise and he's just like I recommend you guys get off to bed now uh, yes sir Run away. right bye bye night sir Grace, you said you were going to... What were you going to do? Investigate what happened to the Aberforth kid? Yeah. What's your, pl- what's your plan for that? Um, I am going to go to the staff common room and see if I can eavesdrop. Right. I thought the medical room would be well guarded. Understandable. So you you head out across <laughs> the... across the. I'm just looking at my map. You can go round the... Okay, yeah, you head round past the botany greenhouse uh, and you are outside the staff block. Lock. Obviously, half of it is the staff room, and the other half is the staff common rooms, and their staff-like dorms are on the upper floor. So, how exactly? I mean, like, yeah. What? What? How do you plan to uh, do this? Um. Well, it's what. So it's evening, right? It is the evening. Yeah. Well, I reckon all the teachers are turning in. You know, sitting around having a, a right old gossip. So I'm going to um, sneak around to where there's a nice window, and then see if I can hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> may may you please test your flight? It's a six. Right, you managed to manoeuvre yourself into position and you can hear just some general, you know, oh my God, yes, I know, terrible, isn't it? Whatever will be done, etc., etc. Just general sort of exclamations of shock and uh, surprise there. But you can't pick out any sort of meaningful anything. Um. Okay. You, you hear some more conversation. Just to just to clarify things. Do you know what happened? No, none of the Hollyfair staff were in there at the time. I guess the the only one could know would be someone on the Aberforth team or the injured child himself. Well, since I'm standing fairly near the medical, I'm going to go over there. Well, you sidle round the staff block <laughs> and you head to the medical centre. It's, uh, you know, at the top of the sort of flying ground. There's a small entrance area with a counter behind which is the healer's office. And on the left are doors to examination rooms. And on the right is the entrance to a small ward. The healer herself sits at the counter. Um, and so, Grace, obviously, because you're the only one there, you get the honour. Who is she? Um, I affectionately call her matron. All the students do, not just me. Okay. <laughs> Does she have a name? Like a sur- just a surname will do matron <laughs> matron uh sarah <laughs> i don't know why i just thought sarah flubber sarah flubber <laughs> done it now right now we we've already decided that she's stern and dignified which i you have to be with a name like that um but ha- roughly how old and what does she look like um well i think she's very old she should have retired about 10 years ago but no one dares to tell her that she's not um wanted um and she's very efficient oh but sarah so, um, yeah, she's she's sprightlier than most of 
the other star. What does she look like? Um, Green and stretchy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and goes. Um, Tall and stately and very bony. And also, just incidentally, Grace, when was the last time you had to go to the medical centre? Um, last year. And what, what for? What happened? Come on, share with the group. Um, well, because the astronomy tower is, um, the roof is unstable. Some of the tiles fell down and um, while we were in class, someone just got hit by slates and I had a big gash on, on my forehead. Cool. Well. Oh no, can I change forehead to arm? Ass, arm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I accidentally Harry Pottered myself. And was like, <laughs> I broke well, my. I, I had. I had an arm injury. <laughs> Matron Sarah Flubber fixes you with a stern glare. Can I help you? Ah, Miss Lyons. I hope you've not been hit by any more falling slates lately. I remember that incident well, my dear. W- well, so do I. Um, no, I haven't been. You're hit not by... still wetting the bed, are you? <laughs> Not when I've got my teddy with me. Good, because I've run out of piss weed. <laughs> we don't get another delivery until next new moon. So do try and keep a dry blanket, won't you, dear? I'll try. You know, if only the plants in the botany lab were all growing properly. This I know, be- such a tragedy. But you know what they say? <clears throat> Nothing has grown here at Hollyfirth since Miranda Heggie. Is that her name? Miranda, I'm getting old. Miranda Heggington since she disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, what, uh, are you injured in some way? Do you require healing? Um. Yes, I am. I have a cold. A cold? <laughs> a simple cold? Well, that's an easy fix, my dear. Just wait one moment while I go into my office slash apothecary and fetch you some anti-cold potion that uh, Professor Spud has mixed up for me. She... Uh, in a stern, dignified, stately manner, goes into her <laughs> office, leaving you alone in the reception area. Excellent. Um, I am going to send my raven, Penny, uh, just swooping along to see through the little window um, to see whether he's in the injured kid is in the ward. Uh, how does Penny communicate this to you? Penny is a very intelligent raven. She will give a little nod if he's there. Well, Penny... She will shake her head sorrowfully if he's not. I mean, obviously. Penny gives you a little nod. Okay. Um, I'm going to swap with Penny. She's going to watch uh, Matron and squawk when Matron's coming back, and I'm going to like peg it into the into the ward. Excellent. Well, you do this in the ward. There are three beds, but only one is occupied. A boy lies there, eyes closed. He looks to be a mid-class man. His chest and arms have bandages and gauze and all that sort of stuff. Um, and his stuff and his robes and his personal effects are like stacked on a chair by the bed. Okay, is he awake? No, he's not awake. Okay, I'm going to go over. Is there like a little, you know, in the films, they have a little clipboard with uh, all the medical information? Roll a brains <laughs> check, please. That is a 10 out of 20. There, there is, but Sarah Flubber's medical shorthand is so bad that you it just looks like gibberish. It looks like, you know, like a shit toddler's artwork. It's that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to very gently, considerately shake him awake so that I can ask him some questions. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> trying to come up with another Scottish accent. <laughs> what the bloody hell are you doing? I'm trying to get some rest? <laughs> and I'm here to help you rest. <laughs> All right, who are you then? Um, I'm just here to check. Um, how were you injured? Did you fall off a broom? What's the matter? You, they sure wrote it on my chart. You blind, <laughs> you blind, you bastard. Can you uh, read yeah. it on my chart? <laughs> well, now you're awake. You can just tell me. <laughs> One of them bloody great serpents just went after me for no reason. Shot oh, me right one? How am I supposed to know the names? Well, what did she look like? Like a big green serpent. Uh, was she the biggest one? Did she have like a long snout? I don't know. I think one of them called it Heggers or something. Oh, Heggers is a sweetheart. She would never do that. Well, look at me bloody robes. Look <laughs> what she did to me. He holds up. He indicates to his robes uh, on the... And you can see that they are... They are mangled. Grass to shit. There's deep bloody gashes in the robes there. Okay, I can tell you what happened. 15 is a really unlucky number. I know, I don't think that's right. I've been playing number 15 for my entire Serpent Ball career, Glassy, and nothing like this well, has ever happened to me before. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> 
Now, you tell me. You look really closely at these robes and tell me if there's anything suspicious, anything oh, unfamiliar I, about this. I, I feel like there should be. Um, Is that a leaf? Aye. Bloody leaves all over the place. Now, where the hell do they come from? I don't know. I'm going to... I'm going to take some of them, a little sample, um, preferably without touching them. I'm going to use just, you know, pencil in my bag to, like, scoop them in. Right, now, be careful not to disturb any of my other personal effects. Oh, I w- wouldn't dream of it. Um, uh, So, just to clarify, it didn't fall off a broom. No, we don't use brooms in Serpent Ball. <laughs> Are you, like, new here or something? <laughs> You're like um, one of them foreign exchange students from Wales. Um, no, but we are due to get some of those. Um, okay. So was Heggers acting like that all the way through? Was she like riled from the beginning or did she get riled as you went along? Literally, let me just remind myself of which position <laughs> I play in and then I can give you a more accurate account of what happened. Yeah. You'll have to excuse me, I've had a bit of a knock. I've had a bit of a trauma. Uh, I'm the left winger. So I was just hanging about in the left wing and... <laughs> As soon as, as soon as, as soon as that serpent got let out, it just went for me. Well, had you done something? Well, nothing unusual. Obviously, I was, you know, throwing the ball and blocking the tackles and serpent ball in that. Okay. Those leaves. Aye. Where did they come from? I don't know. Off the like, serpent thing. Th- they were on the serpent, not on you. Why would I have leaves on me? I'm in a swimming well, pool. Well, Is it a swimming pool full of leaves? About... No, it's full of water, you stupid man. You know what they say about <laughs> Aberforth adders? Uh, no, I don't actually. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's a treat for you next time we meet. Um, excellent. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's been what a in pleasure. The bloody hell's that? I hope you get well soon, and um, you know, welcome to uh, Hollyfer. I hope you uh, hope you enjoy your stay. I'm backing towards the door as I'm talking. <laughs> All right. Good night. Bye. Night. <laughs> um, you head you head back into reception where Sarah Flubber is sort of just waiting at the counter. Um, Penny <laughs> was like really late. Like she got bored, started looking around. <laughs> the matron just appeared, and she was like, "Oh." <laughs> um, you really shouldn't have been in there, my dear. I've got your potion ready. Oh, uh, thank you, Matron. I hope yeah. you didn't. I hope you didn't disturb young Archie. No, no, not at all. Well, I just good. want to check he was okay under your excellent care. Well, as you could tell from his medical chart, I've got it all perfectly detailed out. My <laughs> uh, care plan. My care plan is foolproof. <laughs> If anything were to happen to me, my instructions would be crystal clear. <laughs> now, will there be anything else? Um, no, matron. Then I suggest you go to bed. It's getting late and you've got school in the morning because that's what this is, a school. <laughs> We've all got Thanks. school in the morning because it's where we live. <laughs> Even at the weekend, school. <laughs> um, excellent. I'm going to take my potion and skedaddle. Okay, good night. Good night, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you head back to the dorms and sort of retire for the night as Sarah Flubber is well accurate on that. It is late and you should all go to bed. Sarah Flubber never gets the time of day wrong. She's well known no, for it. That's one thing about her. She she is <laughs> chronological as well. <laughs> You'll never catch her out. Xavier and Jesse, you have also returned to the dorms. Do you like? Do you guys? Are you guys friends? Would you tell each other what you've learned, or are you at this point separate um, adventurers? I wouldn't say that I'm particularly friends with Grace, just because maybe you know she's quite a quiet. Uh, and I suppose hasn't I she just really moved into your year? She got moved up, didn't she? Yeah, no, and we don't share many classes. We'd share information if bumped into and came up, but not like conspiracy buddies. Right. Well, <laughs> you go to your respective dorm rooms and sleep. The next morning, you get ready and you head over to the main hall for breakfast. When you arrive, all the tables and chairs are back out. All evidence of the Aberforth sleepover is gone. The Aberforth students themselves are huddled round a table. What is the breakfast situation at Holly Firth like? What's what's on the menu? What is it like a big feast? Is it just some shitty, shifty bacon rolls? What's the deal? I don't like you using like disparaging bacon rolls there. That would be like Saturday morning treat. It's just pop porridge or something. Canteen mm. hatch, you get porridge or misc cereal. Canteen hatch? Yes. Incidentally, that's what the name of the Holly Firth dinner lady. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, no, it's just like, you know, like a big kind of slot bucket thing thing. Yeah. It sort of just keeps, you know. Keeps giving, yeah. Take out, but it never goes down. I love them. Get carried away and makes too much porridge. You know, like Pompeii, but with porridge. <laughs> <laughs> And all the people just entombed in porridge. That's the legend of the Holly Fair uh, porridge pot. Uh, right, so breakfast. Well, like, we all have to eat the porridge if we don't eat enough porridge. It'll take over the school. <laughs> Canteen Hatch is constantly reminding you of the dreaded tale. She's like, oh, you don't want to end up like Pompeii, but with porridge. <laughs> She's quite a portly lady. Um, <laughs> probably... She's saved the school from porridge numerous times by the looks of her, I would say. Anyway, eventually, Roderick Pendergast takes the stage. Well, it's certainly been an exciting start to the term, hasn't it, students? I'd like to officially extend a warm Hollyfirth welcome to our friends from Aberforth, who will be staying with us while their teammate recovers. They'll temporarily be joining your classes. And now, without further ado, I'd like you all to give a huge round of applause for Mr. Barry Cooper. Holly Fair champion, keeper for the Harrington Harriers, and inventor of the self-flying broom. <laughs> Naturally, everyone, like staff and students alike, sort of starts whooping for Barry Cooper. Uh, he's in his late thirties. He's stocky. He's fit. He's square-jawed. He's handsome. He's your he's your poster boy for Serpent Ball, and his outlook is he's totally charming. He's struts onto the stage to rapturous applause. Hello, Holly Firth. Hi, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's great to be back here after all these years. Yeah, I know. Now, I'll be around and about throughout the day. Yeah, but I expect I'll see all of you at Serpent Ball this afternoon. Oh, hooray. I have a very special announcement. Yeah, yeah. So, have a great day, all. He struts off, leaving you to finish your breakfast and head to your lessons. And your first lesson, guys, is illusions, I think, which you all do together, do you not? So, may we each roll our d20s, please? 19. Not for one. Six. Jessie can describe the classroom. Xavier can describe the teacher. And Grace falls flat on her face. Her bag strap splits. All her books just shit out onto the corridor. And she's just lying there like a useless lump. So... <laughs> Uh, Jessie, what is the Illusions classroom like? Fairly vast. It's high ceilings, um, but not too much natural light. It's like a cavern, but man-made, so very big. It's got a couple of windows, but not too many, because when people are making their illusions early on, they tend to be quite hard to see in the sunlight, so the lower classmen need sort of near darkness to make plausible illusions. The desks are all sort of, rather than being laid out in benches, they're sort of scattered around more towards the edges in sort of single person desks with chairs so you can make your notes but you can also just see well into the middle of the room and it's tiered let's say tiered seating around the edges mm. with little platforms to practice on uh, Xavier who is the teacher of illusions the teacher is she is called I don't know can you remind me what this teacher's called I've forgotten her name Miss Iris Jumanji <laughs> Iris Jumanji <laughs> Very tall, very thin, sort of maybe slightly reptilian in nature, uh, but not particularly old. I'm not saying they're non-human. I'm saying maybe you know there are hints of other world inbreeding. Yeah, <laughs> interbreeding, no, just, not inbreeding, yeah. interbreeding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Kind of, like I say, very, very thin, kind of angular, um, long black hair and big kind of billowy robes. It's sort of everything sort of shimmers, you know. It's sort of when you catch her in the corner of your vision, in the corner of your eyes, she sort of, you know looks like something else it looks like she's not quite there and you know she is herself an illusion Grace what are you learning in uh, illusions with Iris Jumanji well I like the idea that um, she's not that she's covered in illusion and when you graduate the last class the best if you manage to succeed you can see what she really is um, so today we are practicing making like the roadrunner like Wiley Coyote painting a door on the side of a Jesse, what is the one notable thing that happened in this illusions lesson? Um, oh, what's the clumsy kid called? Benny Hollows. <laughs> so Benny Hollows um, is so convinced by someone's illusion that when it's he wants to go to the toilet, he tries to walk through somebody's door. <laughs> 
He excuses himself, turns around, looks temporarily baffled, and then tries to walk through Grace's door. Oh, I like that. I, mine was really realistic. And is temporarily stunned. He's like, Woo! what was that? Everyone's got their doors on the walls, and he just sort of like bounces around from door to door <laughs> until he finds just the Desperately door. trying them all, just bobbing up and down. Getting you know, like desperate. when a fly is trying to get out the window. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, would you believe, you know, illusions, passes in the blink of an eye. It gets to break time and your usual activities are interrupted by Barry Cooper flouncing around, surrounded by a gaggle of fans. You can hear sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's where I made out with Casey Hooper. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, that's totally where I pulled my first loop the loop. All sorts of like Barry Cooper bullshit like that. What are you guys doing with your break time? Um, I'm going to go to the botany gardens. Why? Because I want to see if I can identify these leaves. You, well, you head to the botany greenhouse. Um, and you knock on the door and there's no answer. Mm, I'm going to just send Penny to see if anyone's in there and just not answering or whether it's empty. Penny flies up and she gives you her customary nod, which we now know means, yes, person in there. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> to give you a clue, Penny tilts her head and closes her eyes. Ah, in that case, I'm going to knock really loudly. You, he- you hear a grumbling. Who is the botany teacher? Grace, again, you've gone somewhere alone to a place where we haven't met the teacher yet so it falls on you who's the teacher um mr nigel wilberforce is good nigel wilberforce he's an old like stubbly is he got like an old cardigan that's like basically the vibe i'm going for is because nothing at hollyfirth grows botany lessons are a bit of a dos so he just sleeps at his desk and lets you do whatever you want you know he's sort of he's gonna have like tea stains on his cardigan you know probably wears a dressing gown around probably smells a bit he's that kind of vibe tobacco (laughs) and whiskey (laughs) yes the door to the classroom opens and a very disgruntled and bleary eyed Nigel Wilberforce opens it. Oh, what is it? Is it lesson time already? Uh, not quite. Because um, I was in the middle sorry. of a bloody good nap, actually. Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you, um, Mr. Wilberforce. That's um, Dr. Be... Wilberforce to you. Just because nothing <laughs> grows in this fucking shit show doesn't mean I shouldn't be treated with some respect. You people, uh, children, always come in here just fanning about no plants growing at all. Now, what do you want? Is it home uh, When's Easter? Um, um, I've been sent to ask you um, if you can identify this leaf and I'm going to show him one of the leaves. I'm going to not touch it in. I've put it in like a hanky and I'm just going to... Like a a glint of life returns to his eyes. But but this is a fresh leaf. Where where did you get it from? Not here. I found it down by the Serpent Ball Arena. How curious. Do you mind if I keep hold of this? It might be worth staying sober for this evening. Um, well, I really need to know what it is so that I can um, tell. <laughs> I'm going to trail off and <laughs> hope he doesn't notice. Oh, Jesus Christ. Have I lost the ability to understand words again? Oh, no. never My mind. My dear. Wilberforce. Um, if you could, do you know what it is? Well, I don't know it instantly. I'm not Donald Heggington, no. It will take time. I'll consult my books. And why don't you come, come to the staff room later this evening? And I should have some results by then. Or I will be passed out in front of the fireplace with a bottle of uh, Hollyfirth's finest wine. Okay, well, don't get too close because we don't want your shoes catching fire. No, it took me ages to save up for a new pair, actually. This serves me right for wearing those, like, Aladdin shoes with the curly (laughs) toes, you know? Yeah. But I've never got into the habit of trimming my toenails, (laughs) so those are the only shoes that will fit the toenail, the curly toenail. You know, you should try um, (laughs) flip-flops and then you don't need need shoes at all you turn it well, wherever they want the last time I wore flip flops people started following me around and calling me sledge feet you know because they curve up like the front of Santa's sledge ah oh teachers can be so cruel sir yes I know anyway well thanks for this um, I'll consult my botany textbooks uh, the ones that I have left that I didn't sell for new shoes and I'll see you in you come to me at the um, the staff room 
won't you? You. I will. What's we'll... your name, anyway? Uh, Grace Lyons. Grace Lyons. I'm sure to remember that. Yes. Just think of a lion who's going to eat you if you don't do this. Okay. And that'll help you remember. Absolutely. You have a good day now, Gertrude. Uh, this, remember, this, this, the leaf, door. <laughs> this leaf could make your reputation, sir. <laughs> you already hear snoring coming from the coming from inside. I'll put the rest of the leaves back in my bag. Okay. I've got plan two for those. Excellent. Jesse and Xavier, what were you doing at break time? Uh, well, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm just sort of hanging out outside, uh, probably at the front of the building. Like, Are you well, uh, not joining the gaggle of Barry Cooper fans? Well, They've no, affectionately I mean, called themselves Cooper Scoopers. Oh, no, I mean, you know, okay, like super famous and all that kind of thing. And, you know, the stuff he's done on a broomstick, well, it's amazing. But he's up himself, isn't he? <laughs> Going to, uh, I'm not going to start chasing him around. In fact, you know, I'm trying to, I don't know, uh, it would be great if we could sort of knock him down a peg or two, but, you know, only if the situation arises. Actually, what I'm doing is practicing these doors that we were making in illusions. I'm trying to perfect, you know, like a really convincing looking door just on the side of the building somewhere. They are going to come in handy later at some point. <laughs> at the moment, they're all like just maybe like three quarters the size they should be. So they look good. They're just too small. But, but Benny Hollow <laughs> still keeps trying to get through them <laughs> and jesse what about you I, I do really want him to sign one of my surfing ball shirts but i also don't want to follow him around like i want to just bump into him kind of cash like maybe during training i'm thinking then will be a good time because he'll see how good i am and then he'll sign my shirt i'm cool. gonna go try and see the serpents because they were saying that you know they were behaving badly and like i spend a lot of time with them i think that's really weird i gotta go see if they're okay so i'm heading to the serpent enclosure see if i can at least like pop my head in okay well you do that you see um the the four serpents heggers hydra daisy and the other one who is called cooper. oh cooper it's cooper <laughs> heggers hydra <coughs> cooper and daisy they're all in their individual pens and uh okay jesse who's the magic zoology teacher okay um they are jim goodhall he's a, a steve Irwin kind of thing you know like really like a bit muscly but really friendly really flamboyant really loves the animals like you can see he really cares about them and will like hop into the enclosure without a second thought to see how they are if he thinks they're hurt or if something's bothering them he's very hands-on and like really nice and really approachable probably mid-30s oh oh good day jesse i'm just tending to the serpents watch out they don't get you though Struth, that'd be right fair dinkum <laughs> Hi, or not fair dinkum i don't know i've been out of australia for so long i've forgotten my slang <laughs> That's it. How are they? How are they doing today, Jim? I hear, I hear, like they didn't like the Aberforth kids. Like, do they prefer us? Is is that what happened? Oh, they're a bit riled up. They always are the first game of the season. You know that. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised we didn't get to train with them first because they know us. Can Can I go see them? Oh no, best keep out of it. As I said, they're a bit riled up. I don't know. Something's got Heggers going right crazy. What's wrong with Heggers? Struth just keeps biting the bars and you know being a right bogan. That's not like being a right flaming galah. Is she sick? Is she going to be okay? I'm currently running some tests. Me and uh, Matron Flubber over next door, we've uh, combined our talents and we're going to... Don't worry. Don't you worry, none. We'll sort her right out. Can I at least see her? No. I won't get in the cage. No. It's not safe. Um, You you saw what happened to that little Aberforth kid the other day. I didn't see what happened. Oh, Heggers mauled the shit out of him. But she's so gentle. Well, not last night. Something about that little Scottish twerp rather right up. I met his brother. I can't say so. I blame her, but... <laughs> Can I at least see Daisy? I miss Daisy. Nah, we, we need to make Daisy? sure, like, if somebody's got Heggers uh, acting all crook-like, then we need to make sure that it doesn't affect the others. Oh. Can I come back later? Well, as you know from your timetable, we've got um, Serpent Ball later this evening, this Arvo, and so uh, I'm sure you'll be able to see them then. Are we going to be allowed to train with them if they're, like, this riled up? Well, we'll see. We might have to give Heggers a timeout. Okay. All right. See you later then, Jim. All right. Bye. You take care, yeah? Bye. As I walk off, I have remembered that I also have a familiar. I have a little otter that can like, dip into the tank. So he's not going to go into, into Heggers' tank. That's silly. But he's going to go like check the others. Because they're quite familiar with him because he gets in the water with me. So he's going to go slink past behind uh, Jim's back. Okay. And, and um, how does Odin, that's his name, isn't it? How does Odin communicate with you? 
Again, lots of sort of nods, shakes. Um, he can gesture quite well, particularly, and when he's very animated, he'll use his tail to accentuate his point. Not quite full sign language, but we're working on it. Well, <laughs> Odin, after, a, after a quick dip, Odin comes back. He spreads his little otter paws and sort of makes a growling sound. All of them, boy. All of them. <laughs> Stuck down the way. <laughs> Which one did you see? And he's going like, to make the letter with his paws because he's a very clever boy. Well, he does this. <laughs> he makes a C. A C. Coops. Coops off as well. How odd. And Daisy? Okay. Thanks, boy. I'm going to feed him a little bit of snacks out of my pocket. <laughs> Porridge. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, my pockets are stuffed with protein bars. Nothing but the best for my little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the bell rings for the next lesson, and you all hurry to your next lesson. No, you don't all hurry. Well, you do. Um, Jesse and Xavier, you head towards transformation class, and Grace, you head towards magical geography. Uh, Xavier and Jesse, roll your d20s. Seven. Six. Jesse, describe the transformation room. Okay, that one is, again, a fairly open space, but rather than being dotted around the edges, the desks are sort of separated. So it's a sort of pairs of desks. So it's sort of people sit two by two with some space around them. The back wall has got lots of cupboards with stuff in them, a couple of reference books for more advanced ones. And there's some little crates along one wall under the window that have got like little critters in them that we might transform cool 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 as most and yeah a lot of space but most of the things we transform are things like um cotton reels and stuff like you start with inanimate things you know and animate is like more advanced stuff understandable um and what is juno frig teaching you this lesson so we're upperclassmen so we're doing the slightly harder stuff but we're probably not onto animals yet so we're doing changing we're going sort of not quite alchemy but we're sort of changing wood to stone that kind of thing so similar hard objects cool cool um and xavier what's one notable thing that happens in transformation today benny did very well today he did not feature in today's notable event um <laughs> well it was it was fairly normal uh, throughout the lesson but then at some point Pendergast came in and sort of took Professor Frigg to one side and sort of you know muttering whispering things and I don't know sort of seemed seemed a bit sort of I don't know worried and confused mm-hmm. and then for the rest of the lesson obviously so Pendergast was only there for a few few minutes and then went went about his you know business Right, over to Magical Geography. Grace, describe your classroom. Okay, um, so the um, desks, really struggled to remember the word desk there. The desks are all facing the long wall because okay. there is a massive freaking map wall on that wall. So it makes sense to face that. Um, the map can change, you know, um, uh, like old school where you pull the map down. Yeah. Um, there's like lots of those, but like magical. So you can um, change it. There's, um, you know, world maps and then there's continents and um, then specific places of interest. And so she's got a whole load of uh, different maps available. Cool. Um, what are you learning today? Um, we are learning about the place where Solid. some of the serpents come from because I feel like that could really help. <laughs> nice. So they come from different places around the world. There are like different breeds of serpents. Cool, 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 cool. Um, we're halfway through your magical geography lesson. Who should turn up but Barry Cooper? Oh, yeah, yeah. Magical geography. I totally used to love this subject. Yeah. Miss Merriweather fixes him with a glance and says... You used to spend most of your time planning serpent balls maneuvers if I recall but she doesn't say it in a mean way so Miss Merriweather and Barry Cooper uh, head off into a corner to chat and reminisce about the old times uh, what do you do? Does, does class continue? Uh, is everyone in awe at Barry Cooper? Or Some people are um, everyone's obviously stopped writing because if the teacher's not looking why would you do that? But this is my favourite class so um, I am dedicated, I'm going to keep keep working 
well, whilst you're working, you feel a really sharp prod in your back and you turn around and, <laughs> and you see your least favourite classmate, Cynthia Whipshaft. Cynthia Whipshaft has a real like snidey, small, pointy face. And she looks at you and goes, Ugh, Grace, you're such a nerd. Um, I'm going to ignore her. She pulls your hair. Loser. Um, Penny is going to flap wildly in her face with her claws out. Oh, I can't believe you <laughs> did that to me. Miss, Miss, Miss Merriweather. Penny Miss Merriweather. Penny on my shoulder really innocently. What's going on, Miss Whipshaft? What's going on here? Um, Grace got her raven to attack me. Look, look. And she pulls on like a really sort of like uh, injured sort of aggrieved face. <laughs> I can't possibly work in these conditions, Miss. Send her out. Move her away. I can't sit next to her. She's distracting me. I hate her. Oh, she is so horrible. I'm just going to keep working and look like just exude injured innocence. Well, I shall be keeping a close eye on both of you from now on. Sorry, Mr. Cooper, but I must attend to my class. Mr. Cooper leaves and uh, the rest of the lesson passes under strict observation from <laughs> Ms. Merriweather. <laughs> and the lesson comes to an end. Now, we know we've got Serpent Ball on the on the timetable tonight. There's like a brief, brief afternoon break in between second lesson and the Serpent Ball. But remember, like, this is a big Holly Firth tradition and everyone's expected to be part of this. So obviously, Jesse, I know you're on the team, but what role do the other two of you play during these times? When it's enforced Serpent Ball time, Xavier, what are you, what's your role? Oh, uh, I mean, very much spectator sitting in the stands with food and or drink just having a good time cool. and, you know, I don't hate the sport but I'm not super enthralled by it um, and uh, Grace what about you um well normally um I take a seat somewhere at the back in the quiet um and hope I don't get any premonitions about any horrible violent deaths um but in this particular instance I'm quite curious to see whether there's any more leaves so I never Never normally go near the front, partly because I don't want to get eaten. It's but. a risk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the whole school gathers in the arena, filling the stands and chatting excitedly. One section of the stands is reserved for the staff. The only exceptions are the Serpent Ball team and Paula Troy, who are down by the pool. Barry Cooper stands, holding his wand like a microphone. Uh, right, hi guys. Yeah, now, as you know, I came here for a really totally special reason today. As Cooper for the Harrington Harriers, I'm constantly having to up my game yeah, and show that I'm the best of the best. I believe one of you guys here today can be the best of the best also, but like not as the best as me. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to be holding a little competition, just a little competition at guys to see who among you has those same values as like yeah, dedication and like motivation and all of those things. So the winner like will not only win one of my company's like self-flying brooms. I know. Totally amazing. But you'll also get the chance to be part of the latest Serpent Ball initiatives and really paving the way for like um yeah, the future of this amazing sport. A loud ooh sweeps the arena, if you will. Now, like, um, originally there was only going to be like one winner, but seeing as our friends from Aberforth are here and they'll be staying for a little while, we're prepared to double this amazing prize, one for each school. So all I will say is let the competition begin. To be continued.